Thank you. So, what is the purpose of meditation? It's a question. Does anybody have an answer? Someone? Okay, anybody else? Anybody else? I'll, you know what? Actually, we should do like, <coughs> or ding. <laughs> so they're both <coughs> so far. Sorry. But don't worry. Most people, I rarely come to a class where people get this one right. Yes? <coughs> Anybody else want to take a chance? Who said that? Ding, 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 ding. Yep, that's right. Medi- the purpose of meditation is self-realization. To realize who I am. That's the purpose of it. These other things like uh, being in the present or... What did, what did you say? Did you, was it you? You? Someone there. The first one. Calm the mind. Oh, that was you. Oh, sorry. Calm the mind. Those are benefits. Those are the, some side benefits of it, but it's not the purpose for it. Um, relaxation, calming the mind, these are all uh, side benefits. But they come from self-realization. Uh, you can get a superficial kind of calmness from uh, uh, stilling your mind or calming your mind. And, and it lasts for a certain amount of time and then you get busy with your life again and then you end up being stressed out again and then it's all gone, right? So it's kind of like, it's like almost like in the, you could do meditation or you could like get a massage or you could like, you know, sit in a sauna or, you know what I mean? Like there's a whole bunch of things you can do to like relax and calm your mind, right? Not j- so that... You can do that. You can use meditation for that as well, and that's, um, you know, definitely possible. But that's not the. If you're just doing it for that, then you're missing out on the actual purpose and the reason for the meditation. So, why is it imp- so important to realize the self? Why is anybody even interested in that? Knowing, has anybody here even thought of who am I? What am I doing here? Yeah, but has anybody have you have you guys ever like considered that, or has has it just been a life of one TV show to the next? And does anybody ever like stop to think, like, you know, what is this all about? Who am I? Where's real happiness? Has anybody thought considered these questions? I hope so, because otherwise maybe I shouldn't even be talking about it. If this this you know this is. A lot of people actually are not even interested in that kind of stuff. A lot of people are simply interested in, I don't know, they, it's like they, they don't want to think in, in, in that kind of way. They just want to keep just treading, up, treading on the surface, you know, like one, one Netflix show to the next and then just space out on the way to class and just take whatever they're um, teaching me and write it down and like just, you know what I mean? Like... We've got these human bodies, and with these human bodies come in, comes intelligence. So 
we should use this intelligence to um, use our human bodies to the full potential. You know, like, uh, it's, uh, the human body is like a, uh, this like super machine that you can use to, ex- to experience amazing, amazing things. You know, but then we end up using it for Netflix and school and getting a job and getting old and getting married and having some kids and dying. You know, but you can use, you can, you can do all those things, that's fine. But, you know, you, you, can, have, you can do so much more with the human body. It's, the human body is like, like a, a really nice $700,000 Ferrari that goes like super fast and, and, and it's just like such an amazing car and can corner really well and, and like accelerate like zero to a hundred in like 2.5 seconds and, and just like it's such an amazing car, right? But we use it to go like 40, kilometer, 40 kilometer, kilometers an hour in traffic and that's it. You know what I mean? Like it's wasting a precious thing. You guys understand these car analogies? So uh, with... So, with meditation, we can uh, experience so much more than just this, like, everyday, like, get up, go to school, watch Netflix, go to party, drink some beer. Da, da, da. You, can, you can experience so much more if you want to. You have this ability with the human form of life. So... <coughs> uh, this is this is the purpose, like to experience this deeper sense of being, this deeper happiness. You know, the what does it mean, self self realization? You know, we oftentimes actually is part, not oftentimes, practically all the time. Everyone, it's just part of the design of this world that we we are in the illusion that we are these bodies. This body is me. And, for example, I'm, I'm in the illusion that I'm a male uh, in his 30s, and you guys are females and males of your own separate ages, and you're Indian or Asian or Australian or whatever. This is not actually who you are. This is just has to do with the, the, the body that you're in. The body is like a, like a suit of clothes that you're wearing. You're temporarily in it. And then at some point you have to leave that suit of clothes. Has anybody here ever seen a dead body in their life? Like a dead human body? Oh good, we have some people that have seen. Of the people that have seen a dead human body, what's missing in the human body? In the dead, in the dead human body? What's, what's missing? I, 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 and I'm, I'm not trying to get philosophical here, but when you, when you look at the human body... Uh, the dead human body. What is missing? What that used to be there? Yes, yes, yes. What else? Yes, a person. There's a person missing, right? That's why they call it a body. They don't call it a person anymore, right? The body was murdered and it was left there. It, it was a body. And that's what it is. It was, it's a body. And it was always a body. And uh, we're in it temporarily. But as it's, death is kind of like a shock to a lot of people because, um, 
you know, they've been relating to the person as the body for, for their whole lives. And then the body's there, but the person isn't. It's like a, it's like really confusing to, if you don't understand the difference between life and matter and, and the difference between a person and their body, the whole thing becomes quite confusing at the time of death, you know? If, if, if I tell you, like, you know, describe, uh, you know, your friend Johnny, and then you'd be like, yeah, Johnny, he's, you know, he's like, uh, you know, he weighs like 90 kilograms. His, he's got a, um, you know, red hair and, uh, you know, he's got like tattoos on his arm and he's, um, you know, like, I don't know, he's got this feature and that feature. And that's, that's, you're describing what you think is the person. And then when you see the person there, the person, the, what, that, that which you thought was the person, the Asian or the, the Irishman or whatever, that's in the dead body, that what is still there. That, that person you've been describing is still there, right? Like that which you described is still there when you're describing that person, right? But, that, but the person is actually gone, right? The person that was in that body making it move around is gone, right? So this is what meditation is about, is about like breaking through the illusion that I am a body and coming to understand, coming to realize the difference between myself and my body. That's like, that's not what it's all about. That's not, there's more to it than that, but that's kind of like the beginning of it. You understand? Um, so th- the first thing to understand is, is that I'm not, the, the body. And then the second thing is that the mind that I have, the mind that I'm, I'm, the mind that I'm using is not me either. It's something that is, that I'm using. Uh, to maybe help you get a little bit of an understanding of this, maybe we can do a little bit of an exercise together. So, uh, it's just to help, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, like a little meditation to help you see that the mind is separate from you and it's something that you have, but it's not who you are, okay? So if, if everyone can uh, maybe close their eyes and think of, um, imagine a, a white horse, okay? And imagine this white horse like galloping through a field with like a, snowy mountain in the background, okay? So just imagine that. You see how you're looking at it? Just like you are looking at it, when you look at a TV, you're looking at an image. Now you're looking at another kind of image in your mind. So there is the perceived, which is the mind. And then there is the perceiver, that which is looking at the mind, okay? So notice that it's, it's separate from you and it's like a, uh, a movie that you're watching. So watch the horse galloping along. Right? You see it galloping along and then uh, maybe it gets to a fence and then it stops and turns around and runs the other way as fast as it can. So what's it called when the horse runs as fast as it can? Oh, galloping. I thought galloping was a slow one. Well, now it's galloping. It's charging really fast. 
the other way, right? And there's a snowy mountain in the background, right? Isn't it an interesting, beautiful movie you're watching? Is it interesting? That, that's in the mind. You're watching the mind, but it's not that you're watching yourself. There's you. You are the, the perceiver, the one who's perceiving that which is in the mind. Just like when you're watching TV, there's you and then there's a the TV. There's two different things there, right? So, uh, you see that? You're watching the mind, right? Okay, you can open your eyes. And what about, like, there's another example I can, I can sh help you, s to help you see how you're different from it. It's like, have you ever tried, I mean, we have, of course you guys have done this, everyone's done this. It, when we're reading a book, right, and you're reading and uh, your eyes are going along the lines, but your mind is somewhere else, thinking about something else. And then you flip the page, and then you realize, oh shit, I haven't been paying attention to anything I just read. And then I, I make an effort this time. I'm going to say, okay, mind, I've got to focus this mind, and I'm going to really pay attention to this subject matter this time. So I, the perceiver, am dealing with something else. I'm trying to focus something else, just like, like a cameraman focuses a lens on the subject matter right? The person focuses the mind on the, um, the subject, right? You understand that? How you, you can, your mind's doing something you don't want it to do, and then you make an effort. There's you there, the life force, making an effort with the mind, trying to uh, control it, right? Or like maybe another example is like when you're really angry and you don't want to be angry there's all this anger built up in your mind and you're kind of embarrassed like you don't want people like you just got to work or something and you don't want to talk about your problems to your workmates or something and 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 so you're trying to be in a happy mood but you got this anger in your mind and you're like come on get this shit out of my head you know you guys ever experienced that before right so so People in general, the average person, uh, when he strives for happiness or pleasure, he strives for it in the physical body through the senses. For example, if you want pleasure, what do you do? Get a magnum bar, right? Something like that, right? Try to get some pleasure for your tongue or sexual pleasure or maybe uh, some music right you tr some some pleasure for the ears some pleasure for the tongue for the genitals those are the main ones right people don't usually go let's go sniff some roses or something it's usually it's usually the first two really uh, huh dancing yeah so there's there's the there's physical uh, physical pleasure, and then what else do we try to do? Mental pleasure, mental satisfaction. Like for example, uh, watching a movie is yeah, it's with the eyes and it's sensual in, in a way, but also it's mental, right? It's like mental stimulation. 
You don't want a movie that just looks good. You want it to entertain the mind as well, right? You want it to have some plot. Or what else? What else is included in mental pleasure? It's like um, achievements, having people respect you, having people being famous. Why does everybody want to be famous? Because they want to be worshipped by others. They want that that um, pleasure of others looking up to them and seeing them and and honoring them. They want that. It gives them mental satisfaction, right? That's why they do it. So this is where people strive for, for, for pleasure in this world. But the problem is, is that those pleasures are uh, very temporary and totally unsatisfactory. They, they don't leave you satisfied. They don't leave you, uh, your heart, uh, full of joy. As in, you know, y- you watch like, every time you try, to, I don't want to go too much into depth in this, but, you know, when we, when we, we, all, we often feel this disappointment, right? Anytime we strive for like, for something, yeah, it might taste good or it might f- feel good for a little while, but then it's gone and then, I've, I have this feeling like I don't have the full satisfaction, the full pleasure uh, that I want, you know. And then I, then I have to try to get it more. I have to try to get more of what I got. Like if I had a bit of ice cream, I, I, you know, sometimes you have like a, okay, like, let's give this, this example. Like you go to the, 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 the frozen yogurt place, you know, those frozen yogurt places and you, pl- you pay per kilogram, you know, those places. Right, so if you have those like test spoons, and you're like, "Whoa, that mint chocolate chip tasted really, really good." Now I'm gonna have. So I had a little bit. Now I'm gonna have the whole bowl, right? And after I have the whole bowl, then I'm gonna have like 15 or 20 times more pleasure than I had that first time, right? But what happens as you eat it? It kind of like you never get to that level that you want, right? It's kind of like, it's, I'm not saying it's not good. I mean, of course it tastes good and everything. But it's like there's this inner desire for more than I got, you know? And then you finish it and it's like, ah, oh, it's like it almost hit the spot, but not quite. And then, you know what I mean? And then sometimes it kind of, it's kind of like really almost gets it. And then like, but most of the time, it's like frustration. Like, damn, I just ate that thing, now I'm going to get fat, you know? So, so that's like the, the, um, the experience of trying, to, uh, of trying to enjoy, find pleasure in the, in the body and the, the mind. It's not me. So it can never give me the satisfaction, the full uh, happiness that I actually need, Okay. So, uh, if the soul, you, the person, the living being inside of the body, that which makes the body animated, right? The reason why this body is going like this, moving around and talking, is because I'm in it. If I wasn't in it, then it wouldn't move. It would just be a a flapping, it would just be a thing on the ground, just like all these other things on the ground. Right? But because I'm in it, it moves around, it, do, it does all these amazing things. But as soon as I leave, it's gone. 
So that person inside the body is the, th the um, thing, not thing, but the entity that we want to give pleasure to. Not the mind and not the body. The actual self, the soul within the body. Okay? So, uh, the self in the body is made of a completely different energy than this, than everything else that you see. All matter is, uh, everything you can see with your eyes and touch and feel, uh, that is material. Uh, but the self is a different energy, spiritual. Or the Sanskrit word is Brahman, spiritual energy. So, uh, in order for that spiritual energy to be satisfied, it needs spiritual union, not union with matter. The union with matter is not enough. It doesn't satisfy that soul. Okay? So the purpose of meditation, uh, yoga, spiritual practice, is, is not some kind of like something to get away from, uh, is to, to just achieve peacefulness and, you know, th this world is where I get pleasure. You know, this world is where I go to find pleasure and then meditation is something like when I, I can relax from all the, 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 the anxiety of trying to strive for all these different goals in this world. No, the, the yogis are uh, just like everyone else. They want pleasure. But everyone else is seeking pleasure in the world of the mind and of the world of the senses. But the yogis are seeking pleasure in the actual self, okay? So, a mantra is not an ordinary sound. It's not a material sound. It's, even though it appears just like, it may appear to you just like any other sound, as you hear it more and more, it opens up to you and you're able to perceive the spiritual nature of the mantra. The more you practice mantra meditation, the more uh, it becomes pleasurable. With every other kind of music or any other kind of sound, you get tired of it really quickly. Right? If you take your favorite song, for example, think of your favorite song. What is that? Something by Miley Cyrus or whatever. <laughs> right? Take that song and you, if it's your favorite, Take your favorite song, doesn't matter what it is, <coughs> take, have it on your iPhone and just loop it over and over and over again. It very quickly loses its flavor, doesn't it? <coughs> and then maybe within an hour or two, you'll want to hear anything but that sound, right? Or maybe a little bit longer. But it loses its flavor really quick, just like chewing gum loses its flavor, right? It's kind of cold in here. Can we get the... the oh, yeah. All right, we're, al we're almost finished, but yeah. So, um, so yeah, just like chewing gum, it loses its flavor. The material sound just loses its flavor. I've been practicing this mantra meditation for about almost 19 years now. Uh, this year... I appreciate it more than I did last year. 
Last year, I appreciated it more than the year before that. And the, my, the happiness that I get from it, the pleasure that I get from it, is always increasing. And how often do I listen to it? How often do I practice it? All the time. It's always playing in my house, the same loop over and over again. And I practice my mantra meditation like every morning, at least an hour every morning, and then also at night, and also after I get together with friends and we have kirtan too. The same sounds for years. And it, it, the more you listen to it, the more it just the, the, the experience of it grows and grows and grows. And uh, you you experience, wow, this is actually who I am. I am not... You know how people in this world, we identify ourselves with our... Uh, like, what we like, right? Like, you know, when I, when I was in high school, there was like a bunch of groups of different kinds of people. They were like the skaters, right? Because they like skateboarding. So they thought, I am a skateboarder, right? And then you had like the, the goths, and I guess they like goth music or something, I don't know. The punk rockers, right? Because they, they like punk music, the, the heavy metal dudes, right? The rappers, the homies, right? You had all these kind of groups of people, and they identified themselves strongly with the kind of music that they like, right? Because they, 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 they feel some, some, they like it, so they, they identify themselves with it, right? So, um, when one, because the mantra is spiritual and transcendental, and it may sound like an ordinary sound at first, but as it opens up to you, you begin to see its spiritual nature, and you realize at the same time because of the pleasure that you're experiencing when being in it, uh, you see, this is actually who I am. It's, it's mind-blowing. This whole time I thought I was this Asian or American or whatever. But, but because I, I've, I've experienced this, then I know that I'm actually not I have nothing to do with this physical body. The pleasure from it, the happiness from it is so great that you lose all false identification of myself as my body. You know? You, you, you completely lose that. It blows it all away. So this is not something that's like really difficult to achieve. It's actually quite easy. If you practice it regularly, you'll very easily and quickly be able to uh, start to experience this. So... Um, what we're going to do is we're going to have a little class and we have way more people than beads here, don't we? So, um, actually what we can do then is we'll have, maybe we'll have a just kirtan now and then whoever wants to uh, can learn japa meditation after dinner. Does that sound better? Yeah. <coughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, actually, why don't you just do it in your classes later, in your future classes. Chantal can teach you. So today we just learned a little bit of Garanga breathing and, and some kirtan. So and, so and we just learned a little bit about the difference between the self and the body and a, a little bit about mantras. So maybe that's enough for today anyway. So does anybody have any questions? Goranga, yeah, it's a Sanskrit 
uh, name of the Supreme. Gor means golden. Anga means limbs. So it means golden limbs. Yeah. But it's a transcendental sound. It's not a sound of the... You know, if it's, it's very difficult to explain in a way that with using words the meaning of some certain things. Like, for example, like, if you, like, were raised in a... You never saw the sun. You're just raised in a prison or something with, you know, no windows, right? And you'd never seen the sun. And then someone were to ask you, what does the sunset mean? It'd be very difficult for you to describe in words the, ma the majesty and everything of the sunset, right? It's so beautiful and so big and so vast. And the, the way it makes you feel when you look at it, the calm feeling and everything. It's very difficult to explain, to explain that, right? So it's the same thing with mantras. You can't really, you, you can explain to a certain degree maybe the literal translation, but you can't really, you can't really give an answer um, to de describe the meaning because uh, some things have to be experienced in order to understand. There's limitations in words sometimes. Is that okay? Yeah. Yes? Please repeat. Do you think that all people will like this sound that we are uttering, that Do I do I think that all people that like the sound? Yeah. Do, do I think that all people like it? Okay. Okay. Thank you for the question. Well, maybe not in the beginning. The the, the thing is with, with mantra meditation is, as I said, it increases in pleasure the more you practice it, okay? So it's very possible that in the beginning, you may not like it at all. You might hate it. <laughs> but if you keep practicing it, it will in your attraction for it will increase, right? So if you hear, keep repeating the sound, then your attraction for it will increase. So different people are at different stages and may not appreciate it the same as others, you see? Uh, but it's the same for everyone. If they practice, then they will. You see what I mean? So are there different sounds for different age? There are different mantras. Yeah. There, uh, sorry, different sounds for what? For different days. Different days. No, no. No, no. Every day is the same. Goranga, Radha Govinda. And there's other mantras too. Some longer ones that... Uh, Next, next few classes, I'm sure you'll learn. There's many, many, many ones. Can you make up your own mantra? No, these mantras are not, we don't make them up. They're, uh, they're handed down in the yoga system and we receive them in this way. So they're uh, ancient uh, sound vibrations that have been passed down from uh, spiritual master to disciple since time immemorial and we are just passing it on i learned this system of yoga from a uh, actual realized uh, yoga master and uh, so uh, we're just i'm just passing on uh, these mantras as i've received them i'm not making anything up yes Mm -hmm. And I got uh, 
I cannot get the bridge between this pleasure to knowing the self. Is it really related? Are we going from pleasure to knowing self, or no? We're just like there's nothing. There's no link between these two. Through meditation, through mantra meditation, uh, you gradually experience inner happiness that you have not experienced before in this, through, you, through the mind and through the senses. In the beginning, we hear the mantra with our ears, so it's there in our m mind and in our, goes through our ears. And it may not have touched us yet. We may, actually it has, but we, we don't actually come to realize it yet. The mantra is there working. But as you practice more and more, it starts to pierce the mind, uh, pierce the ears, pierce the mind, and actually touch the very self. And you cannot, um, the mind cannot grasp this experience because it's not the right tool. It's like trying to brush your hair with a pillow. <laughs> trying, to, trying to understand the mind, and trying to understand spiritual realization using the mind is an impossibility. Just like well, brushing your hair with a pillow is more possible. Maybe brushing your hair with um, an ocean, <laughs> or, a, or a tree, or a, or, or a sky, or a car. Yeah, <laughs> It's impossible. So you the only way to understand is to experience, not by any other way. You can, you can ask questions, and, but if you don't understand, you don't understand. And, but you will understand if you practice. It's a guarantee. It's not even a maybe. If you actually practice it, uh, the meditation, which unfortunately we're not actually going to... We're teaching you Garanga. Garanga, you can... Uh, at home, you can spend 5-10 minutes in the morning or at night just taking a deep breath. Goranga, and then inhale again. Goranga, like that, focusing on the sound of the mantra. Or you don't have to do Goranga, you can go Radha Govinda, Radha Gopala, like that. Any, you can use all the mantras we give you. <laughs> but um, so this is, you know, you can do this, and if you do regularly. You can, don't you have to do it sitting with your eyes closed. You can just be singing the mantra in your car. There doesn't have to be a special, it doesn't even have to be a special time. You can just keep regularly doing it as you do it. Also, you can have tapes, or not tapes anymore, but like MP3 players uh, playing in your house, you know. Like I have a loop all the time. Uh, so you can do it like that, you know. There's, as long as you're hearing the sound, it'll have an effect, and gradually over time you'll start to... <coughs> experience it within your within your very the core of your very being and then you'll feel you'll experience this is the this is the um, um, uh, sign or the yeah I guess you could say sign maybe there's a better word for it um, the proof the proof that's the, the proof that you've actually experienced the mantra is that you know that there is nothing else that can give you this kind of happiness. Once, you've ex once you have this kind of realization, 
then you know this mantra has actually touched your heart. You see? But until then, you can't. You can't enter into it with your mind trying to understand. Okay? Is that all right? Is anybody else? Yes. Both. You don't have to actually have the, even the right motive to do it. If you're if you're going to do it, if you if you, if you do it, then uh, gradually the mantra is so powerful that it will just naturally steer you to the actual goal of it. Please repeat. In your daily life. Yeah, it does. It makes a huge difference. Because you have this like shelter or this like little world you can enter. And you know you have this shelter no matter what happens. You may be failing in school. You may be losing your house. You may be getting cancer. You may, all these things might be happening, but you have a shelter from that. You not, actually, you, don't, you never get cancer. It's only the body that gets cancer. So if you identify yourself with the body, then it's I'm dying. But if you know from your meditation, your self-realization, you know I'm not the body. You actually know it, not just the philosophical level, but through actual experience. If you know I'm not the body, and my happiness is actually spiritual happiness, has nothing to do with this body or this mind, then I don't care so much if I have cancer. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing, it's like, you, you realize the body is just like a suit of clothes that you're wearing. Do you get all nervous and anxious when you change your clothes at night? before you go to bed or like the next day nobody does right because they know that the clothes aren't them it's just something that they're wearing right so if you if you come to realize that I'm not this physical body then the body is just like taking off some clothes it's a non-event right so cancer and having to take off this clothes death it's a non-event for the self-realized soul but for the soul that's in ignorance of his identity and an illusion that I am the body, it's a huge anxiety. So, when you're going through life, uh, you have this shelter that it frees you from all fear. And of course, that's going to have a huge effect on your uh, regular life. All right? Does that answer the question? Huh? Yeah. So with all the safe haven of having that, you know, being a mantra and all that, yeah. wouldn't it be dangerous? Could it be potentially dangerous because you know that no matter what's wrong in your life, whatever, you've got this space to come out into. But if you've got to use that excuse all the time, and when things get serious, you just don't have to do that. What's your opinion? <coughs> have you ever had a dream? and you realized it was a dream? And then when you have a dream and you realize it's a dream, ah, it's no big deal, it's kind of fun. 
<laughs> right? So this, this life is just like that. It's no more real than a dream. It's just a passing thing. You know, it's not actually you. You're not actually, I mean, it is you dealing with it, but it's just like a dream. And you, one day you're going to wake up from the dream. And you know, at death, everything is just like, it's just like waking up. All your, everything you're attached to, your whole life, your name. You know, in, in a dream, you might be like, you might be, I don't know, uh, a pilot or something, right? You might be a pilot in a dream. And you're not actually a pilot in your regular life. You're, you know, a student or something. But you have this dream that you're a pilot and you're just cruising around in the sky. And then you might have like this family that's in the plane with you that you're just, you know, you're relating to that have nothing to do with your actual real family, right? And all these friends that are passengers in the plane, right? And then you wake up and then the whole thing's finished, right? There's, there's, you don't have those... Even for the, maybe for the first couple of moments, you're like, oh, my, my, my plane family. And then after, look, after like a few minutes, you, you forget about it all, right? So we take things in this life so serious, like they mean everything. And all that has to happen is it's just like waking up, death just comes. It can come at any moment. You can, get, you can die at any moment. Right now, we, we don't, there could be a, a nuclear missile being fucking shot through the sky and, you know, we could be dead at any moment, right? Or, or we can, you know, a tree might fall on one, all these trees, they might fall on somebody on the way out of here, right? You never know. Death can come at any moment. I've seen, I've, I've had so many of my friends die. So, and, 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 and you know, it's, it's really strange when your friend dies. It's like, you know, you got their contact in your phone and, and you're like, oh yeah, fuck, can't call them anymore, Right? So, at any moment, it will happen. It's not like it's not going to happen. It's going to happen to every one of us. Boom, death. And then all the attachments, all your, your schooling, everything, whatever, uh, everything that you're stressing about, finished. And then it's just like you're on to the next thing and you're just, you know, it's a whole new life. Just like when you wake up, it's a whole new thing going on. You know, it's completely different than that. So, Seeing reality, seeing the way things are, uh, is not dangerous. Being an illusion that things that I find of utmost importance to be important is dangerous. Because you get misled in life and you, w you waste your whole life for something that just disappears. That's dangerous. That's what you should be more concerned about. Yes? So, sorry. Go ahead. I guess what I'm trying to say is that because this is your safe haven, this is your pleasure, right? So if you're so comfortable with it, and then like you keep going back into it, you forget about reality, and then no, 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 no. That, that's that's what I'm saying. You're you're thinking that this is reality, right? Yeah. I'm saying it's not. It's real as it. It's real in the in the sense that it exists. It's there. But it's not eternal. It's temporary. At some point, it's going to end, right? Who can deny that at some point, it's going to end? And life goes by fast. You're all pretty young, you know? You, you, you'll be so surprised. Probably most of you are in your early 20s, I, I, I think. It goes by like, you'll, before you know it, you'll remember this lecture, before you know it, you'll be 30. And then before you know it after that, you'll be 40. 
It goes by so fast, you know. It seems to go slow, but looking back, it's like, boom, it's like really, really fast. So, uh, when in the beginning of meditation, of, of the, the process of yoga, of self-realization, you see this as real. And you see meditation and spiritual life as, hmm, I wonder if that's real. It doesn't kind of, you know, it's kind of interesting, but is it real? You know? But as you uh, experience what I'm talking about more, then you see it the opposite way. You see it as this world is not the real world and the inner world that I know from my meditation, that is actually the real world. So, uh, you know, what you perceive as reality and what I perceive as reality is different. Okay? So, if this is not a real world, what are we doing here? <laughs> That's a long answer, but... Why not jump off a cliff? Yeah. Well, that's a good question. Okay, good. Thank you for your good. Thank you for your good questions. So, uh, I'll answer your question and then I'll go to your question. Okay, because there's two separate questions. So you'll have to ask me again because I'll forget by the time I get. So, with your question, you see, uh, with meditation, with you, this is like the, the this is like this. What I'm talking about is what happens when you follow a process called bhakti yoga. This is what the process that I follow is called bhakti yoga. <coughs> and um, as you as you uh, follow the process more, you you realize you, you you come to understand that I am not temporary. I'm eternal, which means I didn't. My life didn't start at whatever year I was born, and it's not going to end at whatever year I leave this body, right? So. I don't actually see a, a person who's who's thinking I am the body. They think life begin life begins here and ends here, right? You, got, you with me so far? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm answering your questions. So I'm talking to you. So, uh, if I thought that I my life was uh, one day, right? I would have a whole different outlook. Uh, on what to do on that one day than I would if I, if I thought I was going to live 80 years, right? So just imagine, we all find out, actually this happened to my friends recently, that because I used to live in Hawaii, I've got a lot of friends over there, and they, they had this false alarm that, did you hear about that? That, that the missile was going to hit, right? So what they would have normally done that day is 
gone to work and like made you know save some money for the future like you know the next 20 years or something right but they found out for for a few minutes they thought a missile was going to hit right and missile said like you know nowhere to escape you're going to die <laughs> you know they, they, it's like you got this nuclear missile coming down right so um their plans on what to do are completely different right or just imagine you're going to die at the end of the day like we have we're going to die we're all going to die at 12 o'clock are we going to care about our studies and and really you know pay attention to them right not really right because it's not going to matter because that's all for future plans right okay so when i understand that i am uh, actually eternal and my life isn't just this one short and a little amount of time um I make plans for the future. In other words, I, what I do in this life affects uh, where, what my future is. Because at some point I'm going to have to leave this body. Right? And so this is a huge subject. You know? But what, what, happens, what happens to the soul after she leaves the body? What happens? See? How long? I mean, this is a huge subject. I mean, I can talk about it, but it's going to be, you know. So we have to plan for our, for our eternal future, not just our um, uh, temporary future, our temporary future, right? So everything you gain, everything you, you work for in this world, you lose it when you leave this world. Everything. Your, your, your job, if you became a doctor, if you went to school and you became a doctor, you lose that, you know, there's no, you have to leave all that behind. You're, you, maybe you worked out and you got your body looking like super good, that, that you're leaving that behind. All your money, you're leaving that behind. Huh? Well, there's one thing that you get to keep. It's the one thing that you get to keep when you leave your body is the spiritual progress that you made because it has nothing to do with the body. That's the one thing you get to keep. So whatever whatever spiritual progress you, you, you make, you get to keep that. That's the only thing. So everything else you work, everything else you strive for in this world, that's, you just leave that behind when the body finishes. But whatever spiritual progress you made, because it has nothing to do with the body, you get to keep that. So um, when you say faith, faith denotes kind of uh, a belief. But I think what you actually mean is your inner relationship with the Supreme, right? So that is what you get to keep. That's all. Radha Govinda. Okay, so we'll just do one word at a time. So Radha, Radha. Govinda. Govinda. Radha, Radha. Gopala. Gopala. So Radha Govinda, Radha Gopala. Do you think you guys got it? Yeah, cool. The uni students are smart.